Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate, Lockie. And look, after a loss to a very depleted Sydney side, and, and it looks like finals are, are seemingly out of reach. Very keen to get stuck into it and hear Lockie's thoughts on that. But look, we're <laughs> going to do things a little bit differently this week. We're, we're going with a different approach. Less segments, less gimmicks. Let's just have a chat, Lockie. Let's... Just have a chat. Like so I feel like days, we, need, huh? we need some therapy in this one. So the gimmicks are away. And I'll start with a question <laughs> I often ask, but it, it feels like when I ask this sometimes, it's a bit more, you know, not to f- act like I, I don't care about your feelings, but I don't want to just <laughs> surface level answer to, the, to this one. I want us to go nice mm. and deep with it. So, Lockie, how are you feeling about everything, Carlton, right now? I think we're normally seen as that optimistic, Carlton podcast in the community. So I'm just keen to mm. see where everything sits with you after that loss on Friday because it, it's an interesting yeah. place right now. And I don't even know myself how I currently mm. feel. Well, as we often tend to do with with these shows, I feel like sometimes we start low and then by the towards the end, we're energized again and we're ready to go for the next game. So hopefully we'll get that. Um, I'm doing okay. I definitely... This this game, it's it's felt like it's just escalated week by week. My mm. kind of feeling at the end of each of these games, I didn't, I hadn't felt as bad as I did after that Collingwood one in some time, and this one definitely mm. topped it. And I think a lot of that's about kind of our expectations. Like obviously, we we spoke a lot about the Collingwood game last week, and then we still thought we were going to get up and win this game by five goals. So yeah. it's just it's that constant hope that makes it even even harder to deal with these losses. I think. It does. It does. And it's interesting because I, I think I said going into that Collingwood game, my expectations were, I don't think we're in this. I, I'm going I in with that. hope as I always do, but I didn't go in with that expectation that we'd get close to them. So when we lost, it probably yeah. didn't hurt as much. I don't think I maybe reacted as much as others, but then I built up this mm. Sydney game as the they're depleted they're not playing well. They just beat a North Melbourne side due to an interchange infringement. Like they pretty much were going to lose that game of football. Yeah. We need to be beating them. We need this not only to perform for confidence. It was finals are on the line. Another loss is just going to be so difficult with it against a team that we're sort of vying for those positions against. It's, it's more than four points. It feels like that because of where the mm. ladder sits and I sort of built this up as, we lose finals are done, season's over. And maybe that's me going too much mm. into one game of football, but it just, yeah, so flat. I, I'm not sure I felt this yeah. flat in a long time. And yeah. it, it, I, I don't want to be so reactionary to this loss, but I can only kind of say how I'm feeling, at least in this moment. And maybe my opinions on that's it will change, this. but it, it feels so much worse in a way compared to the start of the rebuild, like 20, I don't know, 2018 season when we won like what, two games hmm. where because we thought there was like hope because we're like, okay, well, we're going to be losing yeah. games at the moment. This isn't ideal, but just wait for, wait a few years. These players are young. They're going to develop. And and then we went through everything yep. with ending Bolton, get Teague in, falls flat again. And it felt like this was almost like that last roll of the dice. Like we have to get everything right. And then to now be here, after last season, after missing out on finals, where it feels like we're so far behind where we thought we were meant to be, there isn't mm. that we're young. It's all just going to sort of happen. 
And that's kind of got yeah. me in this feeling of like, I just, all I've, all I've written down is I'm so lost right now. I don't know where we are. I don't know what's gone wrong, why we've fallen from so much from last year, where we can go to, how I'm meant mm. to feel, what I am feeling. It's, it's definitely a lost kind of feeling right now. Yeah, you you make some good points that I hadn't really thought about in these past few days. I think that's if I think back to the preseason. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for you, but for myself, it was kind of like, well, it just feels like we're just naturally going to get better. Yeah, another year of the group altogether. We're still kind of just entering our prime player wise. Well, Vossi's only going to become mm. a better coach, right, with time. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I understand the kind of comparison to. 2018 in that regard I think one of the things from this game that is kind of I've been struggling to deal with is every week the thing I'm asking for is like showing the effort Mm. and like the boys trying out there and showing that they're giving it their all and it wasn't happening and this game I just felt like every single bloke out there completely gave it their all and our boys were trying so damn hard to win this game and we didn't against poor opposition. And that's that's kind of what has hurt even more. Because like you said, it's like where where does it go to from here? And right mm. now it's just kind of it's just blind hope that I have. It's not that the players are just gonna mature. It's just yeah, things just have to turn around and it isn't clear how that's gonna happen. And but and mm. I'm still gonna go into every week thinking that this is the week that it's gonna turn around because any week it could. And it's gonna turn around at some stage. At some stage, I'm not saying that that's this week or in the next year. Yeah, no, oh, it's it's so difficult, and you can't pinpoint anything. And it's rough because, yeah, I mean, the game starts, and all of a sudden, I agree with you. There was this intent and pressure that I don't think we've seen this year. Of wow, we're hunting every ball, we're hunting every contest. It was like, oh shit, the the boys have kind of come to play intensity wise, which is ridiculous for us to even have to comment on. You feel like this is something that needs to be yeah. there every week, but it hasn't been. So you kind of have to mention it in some way. And then it was just those first few minutes, just so wasteful with balls mm-hmm. inside 50, with what we were doing in, on the scoreboard. And and that then became a tale of the whole game. I thought those first 10 minutes we dominated, but then Sydney are the yeah. ones that capitalize and they go down and, and score against the run of play. And then all of a sudden, the game sort of leveled up and it was an arm wrestle for Mm -hmm. most of the game. We had so many opportunities seemingly to explode the game just out of sheer opportunities in front of goal, whether they were good or not, we had them. But we just couldn't wrestle the momentum back in a way because of the poor kicking. I guess, what did you kind of see as Mm. the reasons we didn't win that game? You mentioned that the, the intensity and things like that seemed to be there. For moments, mm. was it was it just execution like the coaches are saying, or where are you sitting with why we weren't able to get a result in a game that we should be beating, considering the opposition mm. and I guess how the opposition were playing because they weren't playing great football either. No, 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 no. I I definitely don't think that they were. Um, yeah, I th- I think it is more execution than anything else. I think. Let me get my my thoughts around this. No, I've been mate, trying so. I've been it's trying a hard so one hard. to do. 
I've been trying so hard not to consume other people's opinions, specifically the media about this since the game, because I wanted to come mm. into this kind of just with thoughts about the game. And I feel like, and from what I have seen though, people are like, it's only execution. Like if we, or, or, or even just, if we were just more accurate in front of goal, we would have won. It's like, well, that is true. And if we were more accurate in front of goal, we would have, but that, that, that is completely covering like putting band-aids over the cracks, I think, mm. because like it was not just the goal kicking. <laughs> I, it wasn't. Oh, like that I, I can't you can't have watched the game if you think it was just the goal kicking. Um Man, the skills. I don't get it. I do not get it. I get it was slippery, but it's every single week. It's basic skills, and I had a I had a bit of a phone call chat with with the great man Pommy and Oz um, on the weekend because I was I was definitely struggling with it all, and, and we ended up chatting for about an hour. So shout out to that man for getting me through, to be honest. And yeah, it's like all we were saying, and the main crux of everything was as much as and we'll chat about everything in detail as we go through this. Our thoughts are going to wander a lot. Um, yes, this is obviously like. Vossi game plan, all of that is not necessarily going well. We'll park that for two seconds because even if it, it doesn't matter what the game plan is at the moment, the way that we are playing football, handballs, kicks, marking, <laughs> work rate, kicking a goal, mate, it doesn't matter what the game plan is. We can't execute anything. So it, it does Completely not matter great. what is getting asked of us currently. We're not being able to do the basics correctly in any facet. And so that's seems to be the compounding issue on top of everything else. Like, yeah, there's so many reasons for that. It feels like we talk about this every single week. And part of mm. me, because of that, I feel like people will click away when they, when they hear this, but it's like, part of me is like, maybe we're close to unlocking this. Maybe mm. it's so close. And then the eternal optimist. We've been saying this. Like, been saying we're this. so close to unlocking this, but like, I don't know if I can just keep selling myself that because it feels so dishonest to say that of everything I'm seeing because if everything feels so disjointed, there's so much lack of belief. I don't believe in the, what the players are doing. I don't believe in the messaging from everyone inside the club. I don't believe in the, the current game plan, getting the best out of the players. It's like, I don't, I'm not believing in yep. anything. But weirdly, it feels like we're close to flicking the switch somehow. <laughs> and it's like we're either, we're either so close to turning it on or so close to falling off a cliff. And I don't know which way it's going to go. Mm. And it's it's got me in this weird headspace where I don't know how to totally. comprehend anything currently. And it kind of feels like that's how the, the fans are as well. At least, at least it doesn't feel like mm. we're alone in this. No, I agree. I totally get what you're saying. I think, I feel like that's what we've been kind of saying since round one, even when we were winning. Mm. It was like, hmm, this isn't perfect, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel catastrophic. It feels like it's close to like unlocking. Like you said, that's the word I keep coming back to. I'm really exhausted and sick of like speculating on things that, on like the behind closed door things. Like, not saying that the game plan isn't necessarily a behind closed door thing, but like I, I just can't. I'm just so sick of trying to understand that. Like I just, I'm just right now focusing on the things that I'm seeing with the eye test, watching these games, and the amount of times. And I know I'm like beating a dead horse with this, but the amount of times that we handball 
I, I want to see like a clip of every single handball and then let's do what percentage of them were fully to our advantage. Yeah. A handball. I get that they're under pressure. It's so important that we do the little things right and put mm. things to the guys' advantages. I'm not giving Sam Walsh a vote this week. I'm not sure if you did. <laughs> I don't want to call him out, but like people are talking about how it's our it's our big names and our guns that are the ones that we should be pointing the finger at. Yeah. And I agree because he needs to be better at put it, setting us up for success. I'm, I would never say that he's someone that just is trying to get his numbers up or anything like that. I hate discussion like that, but I know his disposal efficiency probably looks good, but it's, it's these little, these little moments from our big names that are letting us down. Hmm. No, it is like it, if taking everything away, just looking at the players on the field at the moment. Yeah, which which one of our top five to ten best players are currently performing up to the standard that they have in previous years so far? Zero. Charlie Kerner, probably. Or Charlie. Kerner. And you can, and you probably say you could probably say chair up. Not sure if you maybe would have been that high on our list at the start of the year of guys that were at a level. He's definitely gone up. I think Newman's played well pretty much all season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in this game, like the only other one really is probably like Weedering actually finally turned up this week. Yes. Um, which we'll, we'll, I definitely want to talk at some stage on, but like that, I mean, this is half the issue and, and we're all trying to f- put blame on something. It's just naturally what we mm-hmm. do. We seek for answers and try and find solutions. And even myself, like my forte kind of thing, the way I always look at stuff is list. I love the list management side of things, trading, sure. drafting. It is just where my mind goes. And when I'm looking at so much of this, I tried to spend some of the time on the weekend because we've got the, the mid-season show coming up soon in the buy where we tend to look at a forward a little bit and see what could happen and, and get those juices flowing, talking about trades and whatnot for mm. the end of the season. And I was looking at the list and, and that's where my brain goes. I'm like, how can we fix this? Let's say it's end of the season right now. What can we do? And even then I'm being like, well, I don't know. Cause I don't know what players currently are going to still be there because last year, this sure. time last year, 90% of these boys were like nailed on 22 there's barely anyone we need to bring in. And now you flash forward 12 yeah. months and all of a sudden half of these guys, are, do you get rid of them? Like how can this change so much mm. in a year? And, and the hard part is that like it's – the reason we're all so annoyed is that we, we expected more than this. We thought we were better than we currently are. Now, I don't yeah. think anyone really was expecting premiership. Like I know I struggled to buy into the premiership talk this season you're a little bit more optimistic in that sense of like dare to dream go for it i was a little bit more i'm not sure because i just didn't think we were there yet and but i think realistically we're all like okay eight to five on the ladder is probably where we are that's where we all probably expected i think both of us are a bit more that six to five but you know i was was thinking the year would be a bit up and down maybe like a bit of the second half last year where i was kind of like win loss win loss but you win more than you than you lose gets us into finals, maybe win one, get a bit of that finals experience, you know, move on till the next year, bring in some more players and then really push for it next year. That was how I was thinking. And 
And currently, it just, I don't know where we are. Feels like we're middle of the road, and that's almost harder to fix. Like, if we were hadn't won a game for the season, it's a lot easier to kind of sort these problems out. But we don't know if we're going to flick the switch, if it's going to be bad. So what do you do with that? And, and my kind of question for you at the moment is, do we need to reassess and reevaluate where we are now? Do we hold on to hope and go, we're still this competing for final side? Or do we look mm. at things and say, we are where we are right now on the ladder and accept it and plan for that? Where is your, I guess, thinking on that kind of train of thought? What do you mean when you say plan for that? Well, if we are, I think, I guess this is probably my kind of list, but also, I guess, around everything else. Like if we're middle of the road, if we're where we basically are on the ladder right now, if that's the quality of us right now, you can't just go into next season and go like, we're just going to get better. You need to make probably a fair few list changes, whether there's coaching changes, whether there's something, there needs to be changes somewhere in the Mm. organization to get better because being middle of the road isn't going to get you there. So do you try to, and then I guess on top of that, do you try to temper your expectations and be like, okay, this is where we are. So do we stop overreacting because we're not where we wanted to be? And do we just put all the energy into we're shit, let's get better. Or should we still be having that high expectation? Like, I guess it's a, it's a hard question to answer. I don't know if I have one, but it's a discussion I kind of wanted mm. to have. Do we just keep hoping you, that it's going like, to get it, better and push towards it and believe the group will turn it around? Or do we actively make bigger moves to try and push us further? But So are you talking about like as us as supporters or as in the actual, the club themselves, like what we, what we are wanting them to do? Both. Well, I don't think it really matters what we think. Like, it's not going to change. Like, if, like, I guess the the point of what where I'm getting at is, what can we do in if we choose either option? Say you're Camp A and I'm Camp B. It's the end of May right now. What is different depending on which path we go? Well, for the club, it's completely. I get that a lot can change in September, but Um, but now, right, right now. Well, it definitely changes the planning of the club and what they do. And I think it was it was more a question around we're getting so built up and so frustrated because this is where we this should be. And I 100% agree that this is the standards that we need to be setting. With finals, that's us. We're the Carlton Football Club. We've got X mm-hmm. players that we think are good at football. This is what we need to be going for. And if it turns out that we are nowhere near that, that we've overrated the list, that the higher mm-hmm. players that we thought were superstars aren't, for whatever reason, things aren't working. We're getting so worked up because we believe we're here. Yeah. Do we need to be more realistic in going, well, we're not. And then does that then help the way that we react as fans? Or are we mm. simply incorrect in the assumption that we are where we are? Yeah, that, that's fair. I think... I think all the supporters are taking this differently. I think for me, I, I, it, would, it would harm my experience of supporting this club if I did do the latter and just kind of accepted that, mm. like just accepted the fact that, okay, like or, or kind of rested on the fact that, don't worry, there's going to be pain now and then we're going to fix it. We're going to fix it in the future. 
I think I'm yeah, I'm I'm too invested in this to do that. And I just I just want to keep hoping that like we've been doing every week so far, there there can be a week where this turns around. And if there was really tangible things that we like that I that could be done right now, like I'm not saying I want this. Yeah. But some people are saying that they want to change the coach. And if if that was something that we could see a really clear way that okay, if we did this, made this decision now for some short-term pain, long-term gain, then I can understand that logic. But it's not really clear to me what that would be. Like, it's just too early. Mm. I don't want to be Luke Sayers, who's going to judge the whole season at the end. But I, I, I get, I understand where that's coming from because things yeah. can change so quickly when we were undefeated two months ago. I know we're not, we're not that team, but um, yeah, mm. I hope that makes no. sense. What, what, no, what, it, and what do you think? It does. And I, well, I mean, this is the thing. I proposed the question, but like, I'm definitely not in the camp of accept where shit and then try to move towards it because I think we need to be expecting more. And I believe we still are more. And I think that's where the issue lies, that we all still believe that we are better. And I think we are. We are, we're, we are not because, and this is kind of the reason behind that, is even if we are not a finals team, which the more evidence that comes out, we probably aren't maybe just yet. I don't think we're this bad. And I'm not seeing us get the most out of what we have. That's probably the the bad situation. When we talk about individual players that, uh, we have played better in previous seasons. They're down. And I think that that's kind of the issue of what we're getting is not the best out of the group. And so mm. in that sense, it's like, well, we're not this bad because we've seen better. We know it can mm. get better, but we're not at least getting more of some of our parts, that kind of record. Yeah. But I just thought it was an interesting thing to okay. see um, and, and talk about. So were there any other things before we get into some more deeper conversations mm. that you wanted to touch on about that game <laughs> in particular? Were there any other aspects that annoyed you, things that you could see, some positive signs? I know there's not heaps and it's out there, but what did you kind of take from that game? Were you able to mm. see anything else? I know you were very much trying to just, what can I see with my eyes? What can I evaluate? Yeah. So what did you see from this game? Well, I, def I definitely felt, and I mean, this is the, the again, another frustration of where we're at. Like a, lo a lot of the same things. Not putting it to the forwards advantage when we go inside 50. Mm. Not sure if we've talked about that this season. I'll wait 10 minutes every episode. Every so year. won't go into that. Um, yeah, uh, like, I, I think it was very similar to me, except for I, I felt like the... I felt like the effort and the desire was more visible than it has been this season, basically. Uh, and that's what made it extra disappointing that we couldn't get it done. So, no, not, nothing nothing, nothing too much. Like, I, I actually really like the thought experiment of, is this player playing better this year than last year? Mm. Because There's not like, that, I, I think that's a really good way of... of thinking about it like when you really do it break it down granular uh, in a granular way like that it's like how mm. how can we get how can we be that team that we mm. were last year if uh i don't know three guys maybe in the whole in the whole team are actually playing better um 
yeah. So I don't want to finger point at too many people. The one, this isn't a finger point at all, but from about two minutes into the game, it felt like, oh, I wish they'd just rested Ollie. I felt like he just yeah, didn't. I felt yeah, like big time. It just wasn't there. It just, it just wasn't there. And it's such a shame that he's gone down now. It, yeah, just felt like he was exhausted from the get-go, I thought. Mm, yeah, 100%. I, I agree with that. It's It felt like it was a preventable injury in a way, even though it clearly wasn't because mm. it was like a, an impact thing. But you just sort of think to yourself, like, I mean, he just he needed that rest Ugh. like two weeks ago. And we have, and the He's annoying thing is, back. we have guys that we could have been playing there. Either you take him out and you just go with the two wingers in Acres and Cottrell, you're fine. Yeah. Or you bring in a guy like Bins, how you bring in a bloody Zach Fisher who's been playing there a little bit this year. You had options. We yeah. chose to keep Ollie in there and he just looked, he looked like an 18 year old that's been playing this much and he's just a little bit battered and bruised, which is understandable. Yeah. We, we expect that at some stage. It's not us, it's gonna be a you game. know, potting the bloke. We've seen enough. It's just sometimes these guys need a rest, and, and that was a frustrating parting. My frustrating things, it's the same every week. Like, we didn't maximize on their lack of height in defense. Mm-hmm. We knew yeah. that was okay. Let's exploit it. And we didn't do it. It didn't look like we had a plan to do it. Now, I'm not just – I want to be – sure in this that i'm not just saying everything's like a a coaching issue clearly it's everything it's everything at this football club right now it's not just one everything's playing into each other but like we needed to isolate so much better with those forwards i have no issue with us bringing in deconing as well and trying to okay let's put enough height down there that we're going to exploit it but you can't have them all leading to the same spot you can't have them cramped up in the same space ball comes in it's a pack everyone's it's that benefits Sydney. You need to isolate more. Harry is in so much bad form at the moment. The red wine didn't work, Lockie. I thought it might have. It worked well for the Hall of Fame <laughs> Forgot about inductee, that. but it hasn't worked completely. Maybe it needs to be a weekly thing for him. Uh, maybe that'll help. But clearly he's so down in form that you'd think at some stage, considering we're targeting him more than Charlie that everything else seems to be going okay for him, up the ground, isolate It'll happen this Charlie week. deep. Why are it's we not gone. doing it, Lockie? It'll Is happen. This, are the players dumb? Are the coaches dumb? Why are we not doing these basic things that clearly equate to better football, making the most out of the opportunities you have? The only defense that I can think of to that is that I wish we had five Charlies because... He's like the best kick in our team right now, and him getting up the ground is so good. But I agree. I, I think we'll see it on Friday night. To be honest, I think we'll see we'll see the switch. Like they, they, they can't, they can't, they can't keep persisting. I just I don't see this is this is probably the the contrast in us at the moment. Like I want to be thinking that it's they're going to do it this week. But, like, they have an all-season, and there's so many little things that feel so obvious that we just don't see them do. Like, you get three quarters through that game. Surely at some stage, someone goes, hey, after the 57th uh, bloody inside 50, maybe it's not working. Mm. Maybe the man can't kick at goal at the moment. Why don't we isolate and get the only player that we have in form in this team right now some space 
And so when we kick it in, when we have a really bad forward entry, they they don't just mop it up. And it's just True. baffling that they that they don't do it. Um, obviously, the, the the poor finishing was an issue, but it kind of goes a little bit yep. to method as well. Like we don't give ourselves the best looks at goal. One hundred percent agree. And I actually don't think this is being talked about enough. No, and it's it's half the problem. And it this is it's. I think it's part method, it's part decision-making because there's times that we've moved the ball so slow and we've struggled to get to certain areas of the ground and it's too crowded and then the, the forward entry is just not going to work. But then there's other times there's a player at a short lead. There is yeah. space, there is something, and we just don't go for the right option. And instead we target the, the forward pockets deep on the boundary or <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. wide angles, 40 out plus like there are chances at goal. It's no wonder like we're not helping Harry Mackay here by giving him awful looks at goal. Yeah. Yeah. He's missing the easy ones too, but you're not mm. giving him a lot of easy ones. And you're hoping that Charlie bombs one from 50 on the angle to get you back into it. And then you're wondering why we're so inconsistent at converting. Like, it's yeah. just, it's, we're not making anything easy on ourselves. And then it goes back to like the, the simple handballs that we're missing. Like, we're not making it easy for anyone when we're it's out cruciating. there. It's so frustrating. Yeah. That, it's like we've already spoken about the Harry thing because I, that was, there was two moments that are just drilled into my brain where he almost took marks on a lead and it like went out of play or got spoiled. And it's like, okay there was like a 10% chance that he was going to somehow get this mark. And if he did, he's taking a snap from 50 hmm. from the pocket. It's like. How is that the best the, option? Surely that's not the percentages. best option there. Yeah. Everything we do is low percentage. And even to that, Truly. like there was still some times and, and a, a few people have made comment of this. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on it. It's okay. hard to truly nail it down, but a few have said that, you know, there was a few times that Harry probably had some markable opportunities or he could have probably made better out of the opportunity, but he seemingly went with one hand or didn't just sort of mm. go for it. Do you think that there's a part of him that he's so down on confidence that maybe he's not even aware of it, but subconsciously because he doesn't want to kick for goal because he's low on confidence that he's not taking those mar- or he's not going for it 100%. Like if you're mm. a couple percent off in anything, yeah. At this elite sport, you're going to be off it. Do you think that there's a part, an element of that in some of the opportunities for Harry where he isn't marking them like he would fully confident because he almost doesn't want to take that opportunity in front of goal? I definitely think that the confidence in front of goal would be dispersing itself amongst yeah. his whole game and the whole way that he's going about things. I have so much empathy for mm-hmm. him. It must be... Like, I can't even imagine how it feels for him just going about training throughout the week in anticipation. Like, obviously, every single person wants to tell him what he should be doing differently right now. And it's like, so what? I wonder what he focused on today. Like, what, what was he trying differently at training? What, what, what are all well, the people telling him? I think <sighs> this is the I problem. I have empathy for him. I feel like half the issue is there's too many voices now. And if I, People disagree with me. And if you do, feel free to leave it in the comments here if you're watching on YouTube or get us on the socials at Navy Blue Corner. Um, too far in this episode for me to do the first plug. So apologies, Lockie, on that one. But no, I get it. 
<laughs> I disagree quite a bit in the discussion of, of bring Fev down to teach him how to kick. Bring this person down to teach him how to kick. Like, <laughs> I don't think his problem necessarily at the moment is more people telling him different things to do. I think that that's just not going to help at all. If he spends more time out there working on it, more time in front of goal, more, no, you need to do this differently. You need to do this. Try to complicate it more. The bloke's already inside his head. Imagine now yeah. you're going, oh, okay, I normally did this, but I've got to, no, I've got to have my ball here. I've got to hold this. What did he say? Now, what did this guy tell me? Hang on, I can't snap here. I've got it. Like, good luck. You are yeah. just, you're going to be nothing. He And hearing it, it, that he, he works so hard on his kicking, I feel he needs a break. He just needs to stop kicking a goal. No, you're not having any set shots, Harry, because every single miss is going to be amplified. Every time yeah. he is practicing, if he misses one, it's going to feel like he's missed 30. He kicks one, he misses the next one. It's like he didn't even nail the first one. Yeah. I feel like there's an and like someone smarter than me that understands the psychology of a human and going through this process will probably be able to nail this a lot better than myself. But it feels as if he's almost working too hard on this and that that's potentially making it worse. And I hope that whoever is inside this club understands this a bit mm. more to make sure that he's not going, we're not going to damage him here because that's the yeah. worry. How much can you get inside his head until this guy's broken and he's never going to be able to kick shots a goal? Yeah. My, my opinion is certainly the more rational approach is changing something in the game to be able to build his confidence up, whether mm. that's getting him up the ground so that he's just not putting himself in those positions. Yeah. Um, whether it's the, complete opposite and we go all right you're in the square and nobody else go near mm. him and it is a one-on-one and the only way that he's getting a goal is from the top of the square <laughs> or whatever it is like just doing the same thing over and over is is what is not yeah. going to work and like david said in the build-up show i also think there's something in the fact that like these this missing and this lack of confidence in the forward 50 is contagious and yeah that's what we saw in this game mm. and it it's going to get the pressure the- builds no one's going to want to be the guy to take shots, which is exa- the complete opposite of what we need right now. We want everyone to be goal hungry. Mm. And then that's where you need your leaders to try to build the confidence of the group and instill this fucking yeah. who gives a shit that you've just missed seven in a row. Nail the next one. Nail the next one. And it's so hard, obviously, to do that and instill this, but probably goes back mm. to us not having these leaders that are instilling enough belief throughout the club and it's interesting talking about Harry talking about the drop punt versus the snap and controversial opinion I feel like he does need to go back to the snap more Ian Brownie go off well I'm not I don't, see I'm not that strong on it but it just <laughs> it feels like every time the stats come out oh, of boy. his goal kicking it's I'm always the snaps are better at converting and again, I got to name drop him because the man was was chatting some good stuff to me. But Pommy came up with in, and mentioned something. He's to pretty him, good, that like, guy. Remember when Harry had his best year, Coleman Medal winning yeah. year? What was a staple that you would expect when Harry Mackay marked the ball inside fifty? Do you remember what it was? Tell me. Because 
it was not him going back and taking the full 30. It was almost immediately playing on into trouble and snapping it. Sometimes it yeah. got him into too much trouble that this he would kick it into the man on the mark or he'd get tackled or whatever. But if you think about this, when he plays on, it's that instinct. He's not mm. taking the time to think about the set shot. He's not in his own head. He's just bang goals. What I want, kick a goal, kick a goal. Do you think that there's an element True. of like they've tried to slow him down because of his misses and and things like this that now, for whatever reason, inside his head, he's just overthinking everything and maybe he needs to go back to, I don't know, everyone hates it, but a bit more instinctive, don't take the full kick. I don't even care if he's going for a drop punt. Almost rush it. Just get it. let's get it on the boot and go for goal. Maybe that would trigger something because he's not sitting there being like, Oh my god, I can't miss this. Oh my, and he slowly walks in, and that's all he's thinking about. Give himself less time. Like th- someone hit at the club, be like, "You don't have thirty seconds. You got ten. Let's make it count. Let's go. Ten seconds to kick this ball." I don't know. Is there something in that, or am I? So what you're telling me insane? is, what you're telling me is, Fev into the club, big no. Pommy, <laughs> Pommy, yes. Get, the man in Get there. that man in there. He'll sort it out. I hundred percent believe that. I think but... we need to start a petition for that. I, like it's yeah, su- it's such a hard something. thing. It's well, it's like it's like do you cha- do you just keep changing things or do you just try and get the consistency? Which is like, and that's yeah. just, not just Harry. That is so many Everyone. things with this team right now. Yeah, is cha- do we need change or do we need stability? Because mm. we need both. That's seemingly, that's the question. I mean, we'll get to that, but I want to talk about one more individual player that we're not getting the best okay. out of. That a few have highlighted after the game, annoyingly, because I had it in my notes and then everyone starts talking about it and I feel like I'm copying everyone. But Adam Saad, I feel as if he, unlocking Adam Saad, will go a long way for us currently because we're just not getting enough out of him. We don't use him. He's often there for the hands. We don't handball it to him. He's pushing wide as an option. We're not using him. We're ignoring it. We don't look at the wide angles half the time anyway and got a theory that maybe this is also not helping his game apart from this but i'd love your thoughts because it goes on to some other topics that i want to talk about do you think that using doherty in the midfield more and not being there in defense to help him to be Mm. another target another high quality caliber player that the opposition are targeting that they just go oh there's no other weapons here that sort of propel the ball out that we really need to worry about that makes it easier for teams to kind of shut down Saad. Is that something that, that could be an element to helping to unlock him, apart from obviously just handball it when he's there instead of ignoring him? I haven't thought about this. I can't say that I've thought much about Saad from this game. So let me throw a question back to you. Oh, here we go. Who are the, who are the guys in our defense? And you might, this may blow up in my face. Who are the guys in our defense that would be giving a hands-off to Saadi? I'd definitely say the big boys. The big boys. Is that right? Because I think all three big boys that played on the weekend absolutely love kicking it. I would agree. And I think apart from... Maybe that's part of the issue. Gov, they probably shouldn't. They probably shouldn't. But it feels systematic of the team where... They are kind of all taking it on rather than maybe just using that option inside that yeah. seems to be there a fair bit. And and just to quickly touch on the on the on the Doherty thing, 
I'm almost leading mm. you to this because Doherty, like please get back in defense because currently it feels like if Doherty plays midfield, Matt Kennedy has to play halfback. Mm. And I never want to see Matt Kennedy play halfback again. He's not good at it. Neither he offers nothing there. And it seems so ridiculous to take out one of the most closer to informed players in the midfield that we have off the couple of sub appearances and whatnot and go, yep, into the halfback flank there because we want Doherty in the midfield. And I can tell you right now, from my opinion, I don't know how you feel, mm. but I would say that we get more out of Kennedy in the midfield than we do Doc in the midfield. And we definitely sure. get more out of Doc in the halfback than we do Kennedy. So what are we doing? And it's these decisions yeah. that are making me, I'm baffled by a lot at the moment. Well, <laughs> the good thing for you here is that we may not have as many ch- much choice moving forward. No, about these we may not. Rotations, <laughs> unless you want Sadi in there. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very much in agreement with those things. Um, yeah, but I just feel like I've actually made a, quite a good point, and you've, you've, you haven't, uh, let, you know, haven't kind of given me enough kudos for this. Okay. I'm looking at the stats. What's your point? Weedering, sixteen kicks, yep. two handballs. Mm. Gov fifteen and four, Kemp twelve and four. Handball so, boys. Yeah, I agree. Like I, when Blakey did that stupid run that they showed about eighty times, oh. I was like, God, I wish Sard would do that. Yeah, and he's I mean, well, him. well, Sydney aren't dumb in being like, oh, what's the one thing that this player does when he gets the ball? runs mm. through the middle of the ground at breakneck pace and, and just hopes for the best. Oh, let's just give him the corridor. Yeah, They're not that dumb. They wouldn't do that to Saad. That'd actually be like, oh, this is what he likes to do. Let's stop him running here. Let's send him out wide. Um, but, I mean, that's just how dumb we are as a football team out on so the that, well, field. I, I want to hear your thought then. So you think that the yeah. fact that, like say, say in this game, do you think it's more based on how the opposition are playing Saad that he's not being able to do this? Or it's us not putting ourselves in the right positions and the players having the want to get it to it. God, do you want to fence it? Because it's both. Because oh, I don't know. I actually don't have an opinion. It's, I, think it's, anyway. I think it's definitely more us not using him and us not coming up with a way that gets the best out of him. And you've perfectly segued to my next bit. So let me rant for about 20 or so seconds and then I'll get to the sad bit. It's in there somewhere, but... I didn't even have a run sheet this week and I'm still helping. No, you don't. Well, you've you've told me no gimmicks. So the run sheet's out the window and I've made just... I love it. You don't want this run sheet because it is my... Secret run sheet. And you don't want to go in there. It is an absolute mess. But... A big issue, and I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, but let's get into it more because everyone's kind of talking about Vossi game plan players. Let's delve into the game plan for a little bit. Let's evaluate it a bit more because sure. I don't, I'm not, oh, this is, I don't know how to word this correctly, but it's like, I, I know the game plan isn't the only issue. Like, clearly, we're not executing the basics like I touched on earlier. That it doesn't matter what the game plan is. We can't kick. We can't kick a goal. We can't handle. We can't work for each other. Game plan isn't the be-all and end-all issue. But what's the frustrating thing that I'm looking at is I don't know what our brand or our strengths are. Yeah. Like, what can I go in each week and be like, yes, this is what we do. This is what we get whether we get outplayed or not, whether we don't have this or this or this, we've got this to look forward to. At the moment, it feels like it's Charlie Kerno, and that's all I can rely on. Where last year, 
we sort of built this whole identity. Voss comes into the club, looks at what he's got, and he goes, let's win it at the source. Let's, okay, I've got like 17,000 bloody inside <laughs> strong midfielders. Let's, no, I think this is our strength. Let's start and base mm-hmm. everything off strong contested side. It's how you win games of football. Win it at the source. Everything mm-hmm. else can get built off of this big pillar, basically. This is what we're starting with. And I think every single week, most of it last year, you could say, yeah, wow, contested side of it, strong. Brought the intent at the source. Did we get hurt on the outside at times? Did other things go away? Yes, but I think for the most part last season, you could say, bang, strong contested side cup. What are we this year? I don't have, I don't think we have anything. It feels like we've moved so far away from what Voss created last year. And then what we've seemingly built in the preseason this year doesn't seem to work, doesn't seem to suit the strengths of the player. And this is kind of where I'll get back to the Adam Saad thing. Cause I think when a coach comes in, he obviously has a style that he, he probably thinks is okay. This is what's going to win you a premiership. This is my ethos of, how sure. you win games of football, how you win a premiership. And they, you tweak things. You've, you've got to tweak things. But when you come into a football club, you also have to go off what you've got. And it was clear that Voss probably came in a bit more and worked with what he saw rather than everything else. And I don't know, weirdly this season, he's almost gone, oh, well, that doesn't work for whatever reason that other teams have got on top of us. We missed out on finals. We capitulated mm-hmm. under the pressure and he's gone away from that. But I think when you go away from it and try to implement a new system, if you don't have the players for it to fit your style, then you can't really do it. And that's seemingly what it feels like. We, we go back to, we want to be this more controlled team that, that kicks the ball. We're a little bit slower and, and controlled with our ball movement. And it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like that suits the strength of us. And, and I'll go from this because what do we got? Strong inside midfielders. Big, strong power forwards, speed off halfback, some big, tall intercept defenders. What style of brand of football do you reckon would suit the players that we have on this list? Do you think it's a slow, controlled, kick mark game style? Do you think that, that suits that kind of play? I don't want to interrupt your run. So no, this is sort of a this sort of a question too. Do you think that well, based on the, the the best strengths that we have that the game plan that we're currently playing gets the best out of the pillars that the pillars that we have to build this list around compared to I guess the game style that we mm-hmm. saw last year. Uh, my, my the devil's advocate in me is just wondering whether that style from last year would be working now with has Hewitt been injured all season without us kind of knowing is like what's wrong with been, they've been season? out there they've been out there so you I but, just don't feel like you can you can say they're injured because they're playing every single week so so do you if think you step that out on the field this way this season? so has Hewitt been bad this season because of the game plan or because of himself more it's hard. I understand where you're probably going with this, and it probably is a bit of both, but I don't think it is. I don't feel like the emphasis on contested ball and the way that we have been going has been getting the best out of these guys. But ultimately, yeah, yeah there is there is a lack of 
belief, but I think it kind of potentially does stem from game style is maybe where I'm going. Well, this may be the most negative comment that I've ever made in the four oh, years of this podcast. Oh, so no. Ready. Oh, no. So can you, can you re- lead me into it by repeating what you said you think our strengths are? I would Not say strong in inside players. strong inside midfielders. Not sure. I'm not sure if that are they strong inside midfielders. Well, they're not outside they, pace players. They're not no, burst from the stoppage players. They're, I, their I strength, their strength is ball winning at their peak. You would agree? Sure. They're not. I understand they're not that, like a dynamic I that their strength pace midfielder. Is. I understand that their strength is okay. But what I'm more yep. saying is, are they actually strong in the context of this league right now? Clearly, at the, at the season, no. And I feel like that's because the yes. emphasis has been taken off that because we've been trying to shift towards, okay, maybe that's not 100% sustainable to just win and score from clearance. So we've looked for other mm. avenues and we've we've maybe overcorrected in thinking that, okay, this fast, quick handball move through the middle that does then suit the slow midfielder that we have a fair bit of it's like we i feel like last season we were trying to protect them in the way we move defensively and then because of the defensive issues which i I do agree we needed to sort out i I felt like at times we did need to go okay we need to control this we're not controlling games well teams are kicking too much the other way when we're losing momentum we don't know how to wrestle it back so an element of this does need to be a bit more of a controlled movement but it feels like we've everything's been taken away from, and I don't know whether this is whether the players have they don't understand it, whether I don't know what's happened, whether there's just a lack of belief in it. But we yeah. tore teams up last year when we had this just move the ball mentality. Richmond, Sydney, Frio, Hawthorne, Port, and Collingwood in that third quarter. There were bursts of this. And it feels like the emphasis has been taken away from that because of when it wasn't working well for us. And I just feel like this balance is completely off. Yeah. No, I'll I'll stop trying to take the devil's advocate approach and say that I do agree. (laughs) I do agree with what you're saying. The reason that I'm down on that, the sentiment around that is because I, as you rattled through those attributes and I'm thinking about the guys that underpin them and I'm like, who who are the guys that are can be that are those running defenders and are they actually good in the context of the league is Mitch McGovern still a good intercept defender i'm questioning i'm questioning these things like i understand that that's kind of where our our strengths are but then i'm just wondering whether those strengths right now are are enough like if we like say that we I don't know. I'm just I'm just so down on so many of these guys. No, and it's it's me, I guess, trying to figure out why 90% of this list is down on form. And why why is there this lack of belief? And I think part of me is kind of thinking that changing this style in a way has hurt the confidence of the players because it kind of has gone away from their strengths and what we saw at our best last year and pulling away from that has then hurt the confidence of us because we're struggling to execute this. Understood. Clearly. We haven't we haven't executed it. And I don't think that the game plan does suit us. 
I don't think we have great users of the ball. I don't think we cover the ground well to create the options of a bit more of a controlled moving game style. And because of all of this, it feels like we're losing that confidence. And, and the question is like, do you stick fat with it and go, let's keep going with it? Because Vossi himself yeah. has been, we're not nailing this clearly. We haven't nailed the game plan. So do you keep going at it until you get it right? You may never get it right. Or do yeah. you try to go more towards what we did last year? Because teams couldn't go with it. When we yeah. were on that momentum run, it was like, this is that's the reason why we got excited. That's why people were saying we can win a flag because, fuck, when we went in this wave, the momentum was ours and you got the ball in quick to Harry, you got the ball in quick to Charlie. You, holy shit, you couldn't stop us. Yeah, yeah, and, and so I feel like they need, is, is it stick fat or is it, do we need to alter this and go a little bit back to what we were doing last year? Yeah. And trying sure. to move the ball a little bit quicker. But I mean, there's there's yeah. clearly mentality issues because anytime there's pressure, there's a must-win game, there's something, we hmm. crumble. And and is, is that going to your point of, does it matter what happens with these guys? Because maybe they're just so mentally done and you can't get it out of them anymore because they've had, they're just like, this, this is the soundbite, but they're losers. When it comes to win, they lose. And is yeah. that just ruined it? And is that unfixable? Like, I don't know anymore. Hmm. It's hard to not see that mindset. Mm. And you think about Cripps, Walsh, and Weeders as your, as your leadership group, three guys that yeah. have never mm. got anywhere near it. We've got like three guys on the list, I think, that have played finals football. Yeah. Which is insane. And they haven't played a lot of it. Um, so I guess extend the the Michael Voss track. So that was a little bit around the game style. And again, it was a bit of, bit of both. Clearly, we both came to the conclusion there. Yeah, game plan yeah. probably isn't 100%, but there's clearly issues with the players. Okay. This is probably my one issue at the moment with Voss in particular. Because okay. the game plan one's a tough one, I think, to discuss because the players just aren't executing it. And unless you're in the four walls, it's kind of hard to know exactly whose fault mm. that is. Um, we need Soge for that one. Yes, we do. Get those inside scoops. Uh, my main <laughs> issue is we brought this man in as the leadership guru. Like this was the man that was kind of brought in to change the culture, set the standards, fix the mentality of this group because they looked completely fractured after Teague and everything that had gone before us. And it was kind of clear that Voss wasn't the tactical mastermind. He was the leadership culture guy. And I was kind mm -hmm. of okay with the appointment because I thought we did need to reset the culture. We needed to build from the base and create strong leadership because as you've said, like these guys haven't played finals. They don't know what winning is. Let's bring in the guy that's instrumental with Port and, and their leadership programs that's won everything. He's apparently so motivating. Everything about him is going to build it from the start. And I think we could all agree that leadership and everything around that culture was such a something that we needed to build here that we didn't have. We needed a yes. culture reset. I think so far, haven't really seen any signs of this strong leadership. And that's... That's the issue. Like so far, these players, they're so bereft of leadership or belief of anything close to what success is now. 
And that's kind of why I'm losing faith because it feels like the one thing we brought him in to do at the moment. And I know it's, it's not just him. You can't just say it's all on him to build this. There's other elements as well. But the negativity for me comes from, fuck, this was his strength. This is what we were meant to get. And it feels like we're getting worse in this area. He's meant to be this relationship leadership king. That's not working. We're not getting the tactical side that there were question marks over. And it's just kind of this rut. And I think a lot of it goes towards as well the external messaging that we seem to be getting from Voss and that the players are bringing externally that seemingly stems from the message from Voss that is making us question this leadership on field. I think it's fair to have that discussion now, but I I don't think it's fair to say that we've never seen that because 12 months ago, there's no way you would have said that statement. You wouldn't have said, oh, we're eight and two, but I haven't really seen any leadership yet or him kind of bringing, turn the culture around. I think that the, the, the thing was the big question mark at the end of last year was when the pressure came at the end of last season, when pressure came on our leaders, they, faulted on field we we were we were a point away from finals let's just remember that too i get the i get this but if you look at the situations that we had it was like we were the biggest bottle jobs in this have to win against adelaide didn't rock up had had to win against brisbane didn't rock up finally showed something against melbourne bottled it didn't 100 rock up against collingwood had the lead of 24 points bottled it in that last quarter so I understand that there's still situations in this of we had opportunities to win, but the big rhetoric was these players mentally look fragile when the moment is there to be won because unfortunately the evidence was, for the most part, we lost those big games, which is what you kind of base it off. So the yep. big talking point off season was he needs to turn this around with the leaders. And I mm. guess everything was kind of off the back of that and it's looked like it's gotten worse. That's where I guess my point of so far, I don't feel like I've seen enough of this galvanizing leadership because everything was all good last year. There wasn't Mm -hmm. super, there wasn't a lot of adversity. This year, the pressure's come on, the players and the coaching group. It's got to be finals. You you failed last year. And it feels like now that the pressure's there, I'm not getting this leadership, Michael Voss. I believe everything you say. I'm Back in the boys with you. I feel like every time I hear him speak, I'm falling further off wanting to ever hear him speak. Hmm. That's where my hmm. issues with the leadership is coming from. It doesn't feel like I'm galvanized anymore. And I think hmm. that's the issue with the fans at the moment. The rhetoric and the messaging coming out is a bit of an issue. And I know you kind of wanted to touch on the press conference a little bit. So if you did have hmm. anything, key points to take away from that, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, the the only comment from the press conference that um, kind of got me, like <laughs> I just I didn't understand it, and I feel like he he has a lot of go to lines, Vossi, and a lot of these yeah, coaches do. They do. Um, but he, uh, and I'm not I'm not directly quoting him, but he said something along the lines of there were parts of this game that looked more like us than we yeah. have all season. I've got the somewhat direct quote if you want it. Go ahead. It was me writing it down. So there might be a word or two that he started that I've slightly changed, but it's basically the same thing. He said, loved aspects of our game. It was more us than any time throughout this year. 
he did caveat that saying, but there's some simple things in the game that we need to get better at, and that's finishing. But I think the issue with around that, and apologies to kind of cut you off there, is that no. he was saying that he loved aspects of the game, that that was the, probably the best we've looked, but it's all seemingly down to the conversion and execution in front of goal. And he kind of kept talking about that where he was blaming in front of goal as like the only reason we seem to really lose that game. He didn't seem to emphasize anything else as the problem. It was like, we were perfect. We were so good. That's the best Carlton I've ever seen. We just couldn't kick in front of goal, which just seems so beyond the reality that I think anyone else saw in that game. And he even said something that I couldn't believe, which was, I think there were a lot of players that had a really great games tonight. Yeah, that was my Really great? Ooh. I mean, I thought Weedering was really good. Yep. I thought Cottrell was good. I thought Cottrell was good. I thought Sam Walsh was decent. You obviously had a bit more issues with his disposal. That was kind of it for me. Me too. We, we kind of spoke. Issue. We spoke in depth the other week about like the press conferences, and I, I'm clearly less opinionated on what comes out of that. And I don't care if you yeah. what if you just get through the media talk, you know, with just like cliches and that kind of thing. But yeah, those two comments did stick out to me because I can't even understand. I, I want I, I want someone to show me the the timestamp of mm. where we looked better than we have. Yeah, I don't and then remember it. And then it's frustrating when Weedering comes out and sort of repeats the same rhetoric. And that's kind of what I was talking about, I guess, with the leadership and passing that on to players where, you know, Weedering mm. comes out after the game and goes, man, that first half was some of the best football we've played. And it's like, what are we watching? Like, are we? is this just what we believe now, that that's the standard of hmm. us? God, I like, I've, I have no issue with them... Um, and maybe that's what Voss tried to do, but the execution didn't hit for me. I have no issue with them trying to find a positive in things and being like, look, mm. if you want to find the positive, I thought that, you know, that which he kind of said, he said the defense absorbed a lot better and we were providing a bit more pressure than normal. And I would agree with that. It was like, oh, Weedering played a lot better at the defense. I thought we, we held a lot better. There was definitely aspects of that game that was probably better at times than what we've seen, but it's still so far away from what is required, which is why we didn't get the win. But it's like that mm-hmm. emphasis on it not working, I'm not getting. That I don't realize why then we're like they're afraid to talk about it. It feels like everything coming out of the club is like trying to be so safe in the wording as to not sound negative on what's going on. And that's making everyone more negative on it because it's like, just admit it's not going well. Just say, hey, hey, we're not winning games of footy. There's so much that's shit. But then Chompers will be at Icon Park every bloody night, mate. Eating it up. Chompers. Do you want me to to like get into half the issue there? Have the, sorry, I feel like I've sworn heaps on this, but have the balls to be like, I don't (laughs) care what you say, Chompers. Tom Brown. Fuck off. Like if, okay, I'd actually love if and That's a good sound this out, anyone's saying it, but if, if Luke Sayer said, Tom Brown, suck on what I've got. Seriously, <laughs> get stuffed. I could not give two shits what you parasite have to say. We know what we're doing at this football club. We know things aren't going great. I'd like so to what, that. mate? Park out here all week. I'm not going to speak to you. I don't care. 
because we know what we're doing in here and we're figuring it out and we're not going to bow to the pressure of what you guys are peddling out there. I think that's the issue. It's like they're so worried that the media is going to write stuff about them. They're writing it about them anyway. Term, blues in turmoil is the headline tonight on Monday night. And that, mm. and they're not being proactive in really getting ahead of the narrative and trying to drive it for themselves. They're trying to be safe. And fans are getting more pissed off. Reporters are, are getting into it, being like, what are you guys saying? This clearly isn't it. Like, They're not mm. making things better for themselves, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I don't have a strong a strong take on this, but I love it. Love the energy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? What? What? Since when can we not swear on our freaking podcast? It just that feels. It feels. It feels weird. It feels weird. It does, well, I've got does, some bad stats for you if you want them. Before I get I into my club stats, unity, especially bad ones. Yeah, we've got some bad ones for you. Um, <laughs> it's it's rough. So talking about the, I probably should have brought this I up earlier, know. but it was it was too low in my run sheet, so I've missed out on it. But talking about inside fifties. You want doom and gloom, I've got it for you. So, let's go to the Sydney game. 59 inside 50s to their 52. We scored Hmm. six goals, 15 from that. Pies game. 51 to 51, leveled it. We scored 57 points. They scored 85. Dogs. We had two less inside 50s. It was 50 to 52. We lost 59 to 79. Lions, equal inside 50s. We lost 74 to 100. This is damning on what's going on currently. So from those four games, that is 207 inside 50s for 241 points. Compare that to the opposition, that's 202 inside 50s for 341 points. We've had five more inside 50s for negative 100 points. Makes sense. That is, I believe you. Brutal. It's brutal. It is brutal. There's so many things about it. We could talk for an hour mm. just on what an inside fifty means to us. Mm. And do you want to go? Do you want another bad stat? Do I ever? Since the buy last year, there's been 22 games. We've won eight, drawn one. Hawthorne from the same 22 games. Yeah, I have seen won that one. seven. We've won one more game and drawn one more game than Hawthorne has since the bye last year. Wow. Now you're just making me want to be optimistic again, wow. Ian. Now just How is that making you optimistic? How is that making you because optimistic? Because we're going to turn it around. We're going to oh. turn it around. It's all going to be okay. They're losing me, okay, Lucky. It's rough. Like, I'll, I'll be the first know, to admit mate. that's the first game since about... I, I can't remember what year it was. It was, it was. I reckon it was before 2018. There was a game we played against Adelaide, probably a, a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. I know Matty Wright was there. Turned it off. I think that's the last <laughs> game I've turned off before the final siren. This is the first one since. So I need to find out what year that was in. It was a horrific game oh, of football. Maybe. We should watch that back so we feel better about <laughs> what, what's currently right? going on. Yeah. And, and all, of it, all of this frustration from us stems from the fact that we think we're better than this. We think we can be better than this. And as, as I think you are, it's like 20-something points didn't happen. Didn't happen. And, and like, obviously, <laughs> Looking forward to my it's, tips this week. it's all just words and we can all think that 
yeah, it can turn around because we all the reasons players we think are better than this, we've seen better than this. Until you see it, it's it's hard to keep the faith. And that's that's the tough thing. That's where I'm struggling right now to be optimistic mm. because I'll throw a big question at you. I'll throw a big, okay. big question. Let me get my you. prepare my fence. <laughs> I guess if this is where we're at currently, end of the season, mm-hmm. what do we do? <laughs> that is such a good question. I'm glad I had my fence at the ready. And you don't believe that we can make decisions like that now. I know you don't. It it completely depends on how these next 11, 12 games go. Mm. Who no, knows? Who knows? I hate that we you're so optimistic because I'm so down on this and I like I no, want you to feed optimistic. my energy, but you're just like that's not optimistic. You're what I need, but I don't want it, if that makes sense. We could turn into West Coast where we suddenly don't have a fit AFL-listed player. Well, it looks like that. Have you heard 13. the news about Pitonet as we're recording this? Yes, I have. Broken so, hands. My God, we're in strife. We've gone from the healthiest <laughs> list, basically, in the league to where we are now. So I'm saying, like, there's still a yeah. whole bunch of ways we could finish this season. It's yeah. just too hard to know. And I'm going to be saying ho- I told you so when we are eight. <laughs> Look, part of me is hoping that kind of like the back end of last year, those last two games when like we're forced to make changes through injury and maybe even through last year when we saw the emergence of a, a Lewis Young early into the season, things like this, that mm. these injuries force us to make a change and that that change works. Yes. And yeah, then exactly. we're better off for it. Part of me is praying that that's what's going to happen, that. even though there's no evidence of it. It's kind that's of what I'm hoping optimism. for. But speaking of Pitonet, let's go negative. Four-year deal. Been the talk of the town. We didn't cover this in our build-up show. Forgot to. Mm. Uh, you probably don't, but do you have much of an opinion on the four-year deal and the list management around it? I'd love to hear your take. Um, you'd love to hear my take. Well, I would love to. You know that I love <laughs> the mainstream media. Mm. But the mainstream media reports, as you would know, were that there was all this interest in him and that us doing this was required if we wanted to keep him because he was getting long interest in long-term deals elsewhere. Do you know how much money he signed for? No. Then I Do cannot you? make a good judgment on whether this is a good deal or not. Because if it's yeah. 600 grand a year, then it's horrible. <laughs> and if it's 50 grand a year, then we're laughing. So I, I, there's no way I can have a good opinion either way. Like, he, like yeah. I, can't. I guess this is a maybe, maybe it's loaded. Maybe I don't know. Um, if you say there were other teams desperate for him and mm. for us to keep him, we had to do this. Is he that kind of player that's worth us going above what maybe let's take this perspective. If we mm. had to give him more seasons or more cash or whatever it is, or more than we wanted to keep him, is he the kind of player that's worth that? I, I think without the variable of understanding what this deal is, like it, it's like we're, we're talking about, we know the player and we know, I have a feeling this is going to be a really big brain thing that I've just thought of. So this. Oh, here we go. I'm excited. Could be really bad. You let me know. <laughs> we know the player, isn't it? We know the length of the deal, and we don't yep. know the money. Yeah. Big. But what if you change? What if you change another variable? Let's say that we know that it's a three-year deal, and it's uh, two hundred k a year. But you don't know the player. Is that a good deal or not? 
That would yeah. be ridiculous no. to say whether it's a good deal or not. Yeah. Well, it's funny or... that I feel like I've walked myself <laughs> into a point of view that I don't have for the sake of this argument because I <laughs> I am not which is which is great. I want to catch you up on it, see where you land, and then I end up agreeing you with you. Because look, I'll say, and I want some of your opinions on this. I think you'll understand yep. which parts it is. I'm not sold on him being our number one ruck. Would you agree? Completely. You agree. don't think he's yes. Now no, I'm not I, certain that he is going to be our number one ruckman in four years. God no. Yes. Yes. So my thing on this, which I think is similar to your sentiment on this, um, is I think he's a good backup or somewhat first choice while we're nailing our first ruck. Yeah. As long as if he stays at the performance he is, he's not our main ruck for the next four years. Mm-hmm. And he's just a backup. And he's on backup money is the main thing. If he's on backup money for four years, we end up bringing our, someone in. Mm. Could not care less. I still think four years yeah. is a bit long because I don't love long-term deals because he could do his ACL next week, his body dies, and what do we do with him on our list for the next three? Maybe you know there's clauses I mean? like, in there for that. Those, those are the issues I have with long-term deals. But if he's on no money... If he's taken even less money than he was potentially on now or on the same money, which we all assume is not a lot, back up Ruckman money, let's say, for the next four years, and you've nailed in, at worst, a kind of serviceable number one Ruck or mm. backup, definitely more than serviceable backup Ruckman, mm. with still a potential to progress, we don't know. He could become a lot better player. I don't think it's the mm. worst deal in the world. And again, it goes down to your, we don't know what the money is. And I assume, yeah. and this is where people, like everyone has different thoughts on this, but it's like, normally what would happen in a contract negotiation is players want security or they want money. Sometimes you can get both if you're a good footballer. He would mm. be going, look, he could maybe, let's, I'll throw a figure out there. Let's say he's like, I could get 500 a year at X club. Mm-hmm. but they're only offering me two years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the security of that is. I could take 350 at Carlton and get, and get if I, and maybe get four years yep. and, and, and totally. yeah, maybe that costing Carlton more because we're paying him more over the length of the deal in general. But sometimes maybe if we've met him halfway and gone, hey, we'll give you more years if you take a lot less. It then allows us to move things around. And if he's on such little cash, then even if his body does break down, maybe it's not that much that it matters. Maybe these second rucks, like you see in the market, are so easy to give to another team, particularly with the low value of cash. I think my only concern of the deal, which again is such a hypothetical, is do we think he's our number one ruck? And if so, Mm. regardless of money, I find that an issue based off what I'm seeing right now. Yep. Yep. I like lots of things you're saying. The other yep. variables that come to mind that I'll throw in, uh, maybe they know that De Koning's leaving. And they need a Ruckman. And they don't know who else we would bring in. Hmm. And then the other thing I'd throw out there is, so who's our third best Ruckman right now? Uh, Jack Silvani. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, sorry. Third best player who is who's Lewis Young is ruck. 
Murkov or O'Keefe? Maybe flip a coin yeah. with that one. Yeah, I'd, I'd feel I'd feel much better if if Pitt is our is that guy in four years. Like say that he's not he hasn't lived up to everything, but. You know, I'm just assuming there's just no way that this is big money. Like, I cannot believe the no. overreaction to this thing. I understand all the points well, you're saying. I don't love the long-term deals either. If it was three years, I don't think there'd be an issue. Overreact. It's that extra year that is the oh. issue. But again, like we've said, I think there's there's reasons for it. It's probably not the most ideal thing ever. And I don't Such think he's that kind of person for us to bend over backwards. I think we probably could have been harder and been like, mate, it's three or fuck off. And I feel like that's kind of what we maybe need to do. But if he's on bloody, if he's on $10 a week, sign him up for 10, you know? Well, you imagine know. if, imagine if they both left this season because Get we wouldn't give him the four. In. And then Andrew, and Andrew Phillips is now our Ruckman. It's like, okay. Is he, is he that much better than, is he that much worse than Pitt? Sure. That's another, that's yeah. another discussion that you can have for sure. It's another one. Uh, what other things did you want to cover, Lockie, oh. about how you're feeling about Carlton or any things in the community that you're seeing that you want to give a different spin <laughs> to? Is there anything out there? I'm sort of opening this towards you. Anything that we haven't covered that you would like us to? I mean, we've been going for some time now, so we've covered a lot of my talking points. Um, yeah. yeah, no, the only other kind of thing, which I guess I quickly slipped in there, you kind of made a good point about like when the things aren't working, maybe that makes it a good time to be able to change things up. Yeah. Well, we're going to have some different players on the field on Friday mm. and they're not going to be as big names as the guys that were out there last Friday. But is there optimism there for you? I mean, there's too, there's too many outs if they're all out is my P. worry. Dow three votes? I mean, well... Imagine if they don't pick him. Could you it imagine? Be, imagine if Chera, Hewitt, Cripps all out and they go, nah. You just, you're a little bit under that pecking order, mate. You're our, our ninth inside <laughs> mid. You need to understand yeah. that. Holland's being out. It, it's frustrating because you just don't want him to get injured. You want him to be able to take a week off, then go back into the twos, get some form back. But I don't think yeah. we're hurt massively by that injury. Hewitt hasn't been amazing and maybe this allows Kennedy to get back into that midfield. The Newman one hurts because he's been so good. Your it's man. Like, probably my man. I think that's where maybe a chin cotter comes into it and it's like you're not getting as solid defensively there. Uh, yep. And then the Crips one, it's he hasn't been playing amazingly, but it's obviously Cripper. You want him out there. It's I'm excited in the sense of I just want to see what Paddy Dow can do. Me too. Just give him a run, <laughs> please. Let's see what he can do, please. Give him more than one week. Um, can you can you already oh. see the people on their high horses on Twitter on Friday night? It's either going to be all the Paddy Dow haters being like, see, see, or him just having the most of a blinder game ever and <laughs> all the people being like, Sack Voss, how has this kid not been playing? <laughs> it's just going to be beautiful one way or the other, and I might need to delete my Twitter app before then. It's going to be, it's going to be bizarre. But I don't know <laughs> if it gives me optimism, but, I mean, it's change, certainly. Uh, 
I mean, I've got one main thing. If you've gotten this long, you're going to get a big monologue from me. I, I speaking to you before we recorded. I don't know if you have the greatest amount of opinion on this, but it all kind of goes towards this like Mm. club unity. And I'm not trying to point fingers at like who needs to go, anything like this. But it's like obviously there's pressure coming onto things, and we've seen how things have happened before around coaches, around things happening. And, and I am not sold in any camp just yet. I said I wanted to get to the buy and have a bit more of a point of view. It feels like we've gotten – it feels like we're at the buy with what I've seen. But I don't know if you can – like you, I don't know what positive we necessarily get right now if Voss is to go. Agree. What can you bring in right now that would automatically make us better? Because like this happens in like soccer. I don't know if it happens in basketball a lot, but like it does. Some like in in soccer, literally, it's like you sack a coach mid season. Bring I mean, there's so many different people you can bring in that have experience in different leagues and things like that. It's a different kettle yeah. of fish. But bloke comes in, all of a sudden you can just turn your season around. When has that ever happened in AFL that a coach has come in? And so much has turned around and they've all of a sudden like gone from our situation of yeah. meddling in the middle to like, wow, we're playing finals football. And then yeah. you're good to keep going forward. I, I don't know what I don't think so. That is. But I think yep. good point. my kind of thing is um like We've clearly run out of patience as fans and everyone. Like, we want results now. It's why we bought Voss in and the whole thing. It was like, we're here. The list is ready to go to start to build towards finals. He's We bought him in because he was this, you know, what's the word? Experienced coach is why we sort of brought him in. But my bigger issue on yep. top of that is, like, I don't have a lot of faith in the decision makers and trust in them to make the right decision towards the right path towards success like and and stop me if you have any thoughts throughout this but sure like it isn't it's an if it's a big if but if they think we've got the right guy and the right people and the right everything this isn't just boss it's it's everything then we have to stick fat and we can't be reactive to the outside noise and pressure Mm -hmm. if there are issues anywhere in any position then we need to grow a pair make a decision, make the required change, regardless of what effect it has on the individual. My worry is the people we have in there, I don't trust their decision-making. I don't know if they're truly educated and smart enough to make these correct decisions and be proactive if we do need change or whether they'll just be reactive and bow down to the pressure of the big power brokers and everything that's gone on. That's where I'm a little bit worried. And you've got like board issues at the moment, Craig Matheson steps down following the the loud vocal spat between the president in the rooms after the Sydney game. And it's like, I'm not incredibly well-versed on things, but probably a good thing he's gone considering the the issues and the whispers you always hear with the, the Matheson family. Obviously his uncle comes out and absolutely berates the club and the way that these people with their money, it feels like they're trying to get more power into the club and they may not necessarily have the football brain for it. If that's the kind of people they are and the leaks and things like that, get the toxic out. Don't care. It's not my issue. My issue is more on, we need to stop looking for the old success and start forging our own path. 
whatever that is. Because there's already talk about, oh, we've got to bring in Hardwick, whether he's a coach, whether he's director of coaching, whether he's a senior assistant, he's, we've got to get Hardwick in. Or, you know, fans are throwing out a Nathan Buckley. Like, there's always another person that whenever mm. something is slightly going bad at this football club, it's, oh, we've got to get him in. Get this guy out immediately. We've got to go for what was the best 10 years ago. We should have got Ross. Yeah. We should have got Clarko. We should have got what was good 10 years ago. And it just, I don't have a source. I know nothing whether we have been approaching these people. But how about we look for the next superstar coach rather than looking back? Whether this is assistants, whether it's director of coaching, whether it's whatever. Like, I'm sick of us being reactive. Like, and like, stop looking for stability in previous success. Because that's not, that doesn't mean stable. And I feel like we need to look for new strategies, new ideas in, in everything. And it doesn't have to be from AFL. You can look at other sports and, and try to find out what the best things are that we can be taking a bit from this and, and creating our own thing. It feels like we're always looking for something and, and whether this is correct or not, but it's like, and, and I agree with the cookie appointment, but it's like, are we just looking for what's worked somewhere else? Are we looking for Voss? Cause he's just won premierships somewhere else or are we looking for the best things altogether like if Voss needs help it's far from ideal because he brought him in as this experienced guy but and we had this review to sort of sort out these things and we got told we were bringing in the right people to support Voss and it's all good but like if there's positions that need help then you just got to have the balls and make them like you can't be worried that people like me and like you potentially going to come out and be like, but you told us it was all good. It's like, just make mm. the right decision. Um, but yeah, I think we just need to stop looking for the easy choice of the dimmer or the Buckley identify the next bloke with the unique ideas, like find what fits the criteria. And if we don't know the criteria, which is my worry on all this, then we need to get rid of the people. Because we're talking about stability, but CEO's only here for another year. Same with the president. He might be out earlier with what's going on in his business. Why is CEO only here for another year? He said he was only going to come across for three years and then he was going to basically retire as a CEO. And he's he's part of here to be the succession plan, bring someone else in. President can only be here for another year in the constitution. He might be out earlier with the PwC allegations and what's going on there. I don't have a clue in it, so I can't comment. Coach has only signed on for another year. Like mm-hmm. we need stability in this, but the people that are here to create the stability aren't going to be here in a year. They're making five-year plans, but they're not going to be here. So that's slightly worrying. And it just, it feels like we're not, we haven't created this and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But we need stability in understanding our path, the culture, the goals, the plan to get there, united front to achieve these goals. You can stray from the path. I think that's fine because you've got to evolve as things are going on. You can't just be like, well, this is what we wrote 100%. You've got to follow it. Sometimes you need to slightly readjust. But I think you need to, everything needs to go back to the values and goals that you've set in leading you forward towards success. And whatever that is, to make the right call. Like I'm sick of this wanting a quick fix, whatever. Everything needs to be back to it. And this goes to the stability for the sake of stability that at times it can feel like 
well, we're keeping Voss because we want to be stable. And it's like, but is that the right decision that goes with your path towards success? Because if, mm. if, if you're not sure Voss is the right guy, but you're keeping him because you want to be seen as stable, then you're making the right call. So I think my call to arms right now is just make the decisions based on our plans and our goals, whatever that is, whatever the, what it is, it will be. But make sure it's focused towards the success of this football club. Make the decisions that align with the vision and have the balls to put the club first over your ego, over your own job. Whether the decision that leads towards success is sacking someone that means I'm going, means that I'm not right to fit because I no longer work towards the vision of this club, whether it's staying course because that suits the vision of this club. It just feels like we're going down this path of jungle drum a beating and we're going to go towards something because we're scared that Voss isn't the right man and we're scared of everything. And I just want us to hopefully have a distinct vision and plan of how to get there with people that know how to do it. And any decision we make aligns with that, whether it's keep, whether it's sack, whether it's I don't care who stays at this place or goes. I think that's my worry. That's kind of my big monologue anyway. Hope it made sense. Yeah. It wasn't too rambly. It did. It made a lot of sense. And it's really hard for me to respond to because I really agree with most of the things you said there. I think it's spot on. And they're the things that I want too. Mm. And the issue that I have with it, and I feel like this is a, a lot of people need to think about this in the current community, is that all of those things are great and it is just so much easier said than done. Mm. 100%. And earlier, like earlier, you said when you were having a little moment of optimism, you said, well, maybe we're close to just getting everything to click. Mm. And if that's what Luke thinks, then why would he, why wouldn't he back him in? Mm. So I I agree that I hope all the things that you say are happening. It's just, wow, it is such an incredibly complex world and, and we make it. And, and you made it sound so simple and easy there. Um, and you'd be the president mm. if it was. <laughs> oh, Truly. Don't, I, I, I would not take the job for the fact that I don't think I'm anywhere near qualified to understand how a football club needs to be run with no experience in there, in the helm of anywhere. I wouldn't take it. Well, as with all these things, I'm always, I'm always open to hearing who you think, who you think that unproven coach is who that um next president elect that will be the mm. one to oh, bring us all together you. you know no that's I, always, I couldn't tell you it's just it's just step. yeah it's just the hope that whatever decisions get made that they're they're not made because someone's telling them we need to get them we need to make a change it's like no well, this is the plan this is what we believe suits the plan that's the decision we make whatever it is and I think that's kind of the rhetoric I want. The issue does come yeah. that I don't necessarily trust I these people, but I, I hope that whatever decisions they are making is because they believe those are the right decisions for the football club. It's Is there, is there anything that they can do to, to win your trust that isn't wins? I, I don't know. I think that's the hard part. There's wins. It there's is. Better messaging. Like a, a bugbear is like we come out so far after the fact it feels like Says comes out because there starts to be kickback. When how much were we praising the fact that we got a video 
the first time he like announced himself. And when when was the last time we got any video of people from inside the club talking about anything? Also understand that the more we hear, the more we don't want to hear because it's like, well, what can they say that changes your mind? You can only say we're going to work on this so many times before anything happens. So it's... Yeah, I empathize with, with how hard the situation is. I just hope they're united front. The hard part with like the Craig Matheson thing, and this isn't his situation because I don't know enough to understand it. And I don't necessarily agree with it from what I've heard in this situation. But it's like you hear, I guess, on face value, someone doesn't agree with the decisions being made that's on the board. That's like, I don't think that that's correct. However, they're doing it is a different question, but let's take that at face value. And they've gone, you don't agree with the vision, so you're out. Obviously, it probably stepped too far one way, and so he did need to go out there because he was potentially toxic and not aligning to the values. But it slightly worries me being like, well, is this someone that's just going against everything? Or is this someone like, is there going to be someone that comes into the board that disagrees with things that's trying to be like, well, we agree on the end goal, but how we get there, we're debating this, but because we mm. someone align 100% that the people on the board are going to be like, no, go away. You're not part of this anymore. Cause you don't agree with us completely. And it's hard. That, that is pure speculation on my part of, we well, don't know what's said. You don't know what's not agreed upon that would cause these things. Um, yeah. But there's just, there's just the worry about that. And the fact that, when you get conspiracy theorist into the tinfoil hat into how you become on the board in the first place, you have to go through an independent special committee and then they get to decide whether you can even go on and be elected, go for the ballot or whatever, the vote to be on the board. And you're like, well, well, how hard is that to get through? Who do they select? Who don't they select? How independent it is? All those things. Because you want people challenging is my kind of, thought and i just worry how much they're able to listen to that taking this situation aside i think that's different but that's kind of my slight worry can they listen to different voices giving different opinions or are they very much like you're disagreeing with me my ego can't cop that Mm. you'd hope that they're able to have civil conversations which is obviously not this one Mm. i feel you bit of a succession like scenario there well, I've just yeah. started that show, so I'm keen to see it. Oh, well. And ending the ending like tonight, and I'm uh, like three episodes <laughs> in the first season. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well. Yeah. Well, well, we've gone long, but we've got plenty to go. Give me some listener questions, Lockie. Oh, let's, mate. Let's go through them. We're we've not been going long I, enough. We may I'm as cutting well you off keep going after a couple because this yep. has already been too much for me. But. We've got two kind of types of questions because you ask your yep. questions after the game. There's a bit of a brand there. And then the questions tonight are a lot more... I'll be speedy. I'll be speedy. How, how would you How would you say the questions tonight are? A bit more... More balanced, balanced maybe. Which is like myself. Yeah, this is good. Um, lots of people t- telling us not to bother with a podcast this week is good. Uh, <laughs> I did, I did, I did say I wasn't sure if there was going to be one, and that was that was very reactionary yep. for me. Uh, oh, and me. I, no, no. I we definitely felt I've never felt so. Why am I bothering doing this? I'm not happy. But um, Timmy Dub said to let it all out. Um, I think we did. Matt Lynn said, "Think he might throw up toilet or bucket." Are you more of a toilet or bucket guy? Are you? 
I'm a toilet man. Me too. Who has a bucket? I don't have any buckets. I think that's now you got to clean the bucket. Too hard. <laughs> um, just going through them. Yeah, look. Do you resent the the person responsible for grooming you to become a Carlton supporter? No, because I don't think I would be anywhere near as passionate about football if it wasn't this football club and the everything around it. And I love that, even though it's bad. Even though as bad as uh, would it probably would have been Brisbane big bandwagoner me when I was like six years old, but <laughs> no, it's everything around the football, and this, this is probably the positivity part of it. The experience is the fact that all my family go for the baggers, chat with the grandparents, chat with family. It's those moments that it's why you go yeah. for this club. Shout out to Robbo and Chris Brownie for for bonding oh, how about on Friday that? evening. How about <laughs> that? I need I need to hear some details about this. I was laughing and laughing and laughing. <laughs> oh, Weird crossover. We love it. Support the WA like, Blues if you, if you go over. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I've just met this ripping bloke from the WA Blues," and I was like, "WA Blues? Oh, you need to go find Chris Brownie." Uh, <laughs> and he's like, "Wait, this guy? <laughs> You're joking? Unbelievable! You are joking?" Um, oh, I'm just trying to pick one winner. Uh, Superbad was wanting to talk about the handballs to Saad, which we've talked about, which is good. Yeah, Give him the ball. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, gosh. It's so hard for me to pick one good one. Give me give me a quick 30-second Ian monologue while I pick a winner that we can wrap this up on. Well, I might quickly go through the votes while you're going through oh, this. Votes. Uh, if you, want, yeah, if you want to be able to find stuff, I'll go through my votes. So I gave one to Matty Cottrell. Because I thought his effort intensity, it looked like he was trying to get things moving for us. So I gave him a one. Yep. Controversial to Lockie, I gave Sam Walsh two. Understand How the moments of poor disposal, but I just thought out of the midfielders, out of everyone trying to make things happen, he was again one of the better ones out there. It was in an argument with mates, um, being like, Sam Walsh is having an average season. And I was like, he's lower on what he's been at. But it's like he's missed so much footy. He's had the back injury. He had back surgery. I think he's been playing better than average. He's been one of our better ones. Uh, so I disagree with that. Gave him the two. And then Jacob Weidering, interesting to see him have such a big, big yeah. game this week. First quarter was almost sub him out. But apart from that, he came back. His interceptability was there. His kicking was there. Decision-making that's the Jacob I want to see. I don't know if the money came back into his bank account, what's going on, but whatever happened, Jacob, I'm so happy. Please keep that up because we're desperate for it down in defense. And I hope that um, hope we mm. see a bit more of that. Quickly, before you find those listener questions, who did yep. you give your votes to? And I'll give a bit of a tally. We're, we're doing a running tally. Ooh. We've got the spreadsheet up and about, and I will give a tally from about 10th to 1st. Who have you voted for this week? Exciting. I went for Weedering 3, Cottrell 2, and even though he's a little bit wasteful, I've gone Charles for 1. Yeah, that is absolutely fine. We are okay with that. So the running tally, tally. in Tide for ninth, we have on 6 votes, Jay Weetering and Al Young. Interestingly, like I said before, I think Young got both of those threes in the first game this season so very interesting there in tied seventh place with seven votes very there's a bit of numerology in that one s doherty and m always tied there in seventh place in sixth it is currently p crips with nine again 
something about these numbers. Uh, in fifth place to ruin everything is B Acres with 11, tied third with 13, N Newman, and <laughs> S Walsh. Uh, in second, on 16 votes, currently trailing the leader is A Chera. And running away with it at 23 is C. Kerno. That's our tally at the moment. Anything could Boom. still happen, but Charlie Kerno is definitely running away with the votes. What do you have question-wise, Lockie? I've got two for you. This one I'm, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on. So this is from John Gauchi. Can all Carlton supporters ring Talkback Radio, stop doing it. You are making <laughs> fools of yourselves and all of us. What's mm. it going to achieve? The only thing it's doing is making opposition supporters laugh at this great club. I just wanted to hear if you had any thoughts on that. We saw uh, on the news tonight, old mate camping out at Icon. I did see Giving the boys a stare down. Did you see this? I did see this. Uh, yep. Giving the, giving the players a stare down. Do you have any kind of commentary on, you know, how, how everyone's kind of reacting to the current state? It's so hard to make a comment knowing... I'm living in a glass house. Like we do the podcast. So it's very hard for me to be like, well, someone else giving their opinion. No, like, you know what I mean? Like it's so harsh for me to criticize someone else, but I will. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Firstly, firstly, I think that part of me, again, tinfoil hat on me, but I feel like half the people that do ring up aren't even going for that team. Because like, wow, that's a be, big tin for Surely, surely there are so many like nuffies of another team to be like, oh, I'll go on, pretend I go for this club, and like, oh, I'm spewing up think, on me. Really? These surely there's someone doing that, acting like an absolute fool to make a bad. Because how many people like comment under bloody tweets and things like that, pretending to be a different supporter to like enhance it? Wouldn't surprise me if there's some people out there with too much time on their hands. Interesting. You know, pretending to go for a team. But I just think that obviously the talkback radio, it's like the Facebook comments of the world where you just, you get the very overreactive, overemotional people. And I do agree. I feel like a lot of the time it's very, uh, you weren't very sensible with that. But I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to, if someone from our audience does ring in, I don't want to be rude to those, but like, who are the kind of people that do ring into those places? The sensible people that give their opinion after a game. Go on Blue Abroad on the fan cams straight afterwards. You're like That is a sensible discussion of Carlton supporters every single time. There's some good debate. Every single time not... it's sensible. Is it, it is sensible, mate. Oh, I've spent a lot of time listening to that. And you get some heated people, but it's not ridiculous. Everyone's able to take a deep breath, give their opinion, but it's not anything that gets clipped and made fun of, but I do agree with him. Sorry for making Fair that enough. a long answer. I was trying no, to no, no. short but... No, I, I threw that one as a saucy one at you to, to see. <laughs> to see go off. I think this might be the longest review we've ever done. So I'm going to give you this one for you to do what you always do, which is give some optimism to the people. So oh, from at so race boy 458 the only question I can think to ask, where to from here? I genuinely don't know what steps we can take that would be mm. actually productive. Have you guys got anything? <sighs> Halfway through the season, mate, where to? Well, where are you going to you going to be there Friday night? You betcha. 
I'm going to be there Friday night. Oh, there's not much we'll that is going to stop me, King Nuffy, from being at the football as much as straight after these games, it's like I don't want to watch another Carlton game. Like I'm getting no enjoyment. I'm sick of it. And I had the most rant moment after that game that I've ever had. That, mm. <sighs> Yeah. So it's it's hard to stay positive, but what do you do? You can't stop supporting them. That's not up. That's not up for it. Um, so you just gotta no. yeah, hope you hope they turn it around and it sucks that that's it. But they have to stick fat for now. I don't think that sacking the coach does any does enough to change anything right now. We can't change the game plan completely. You don't have a preseason, you can't bring in a new crop of players to try and fix anything. You gotta work with what you got. And will it turn around? Who knows? Who knows? Can but, I can I ask you a yeah. big vague question like you asked me earlier? Go for it. Go for it. Do you love this group? I don't know. I want to. But what they show me at times makes me question it a lot. Hmm. Do you love this group? I do love this group. I believe in them. Maybe you should be giving me the, no, the pop-ups no, no. This and is this. Your, I almost this want this. Point. I almost want this from you because I'm not sure I've got it this week. Because my all I can Why say don't... is like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to keep stupidly supporting this football club. We sack Voss. I'll still support us. We keep Voss. I'm going to have to still support us. Like, it's just, <laughs> you just hope that it turns around. You're I have trapped. no evidence. I have no evidence to go off that it will happen. But I'm dumb enough to stay there and think it might. I don't know. I think it goes, I'm going to use you to pump me up to finish this in the fact that how bad have all the players been this season that were better last year? It's in there somewhere. And maybe we are closer to it randomly clicking. Maybe the dumb optimism that we disagree with from Vossi, from Weedering, from everyone, maybe that's correct. Maybe they are close. I don't know. It's hard for me to say it with a straight face when I don't truly believe it in this second. 10.06 p.m. on a Monday night, an hour yeah. 45 into this podcast. It's hard <laughs> for me to What are we doing? Keep it, say it with a straight face, but what else can you do, Lockie? you got to be there for the fight, and when it does turn around, say you were there. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I like that. You know what? I'm taking the microphone Thursday night. And I'm Please. closing that. And I'm closing that podcast after I give my nine out of nine tips. I'm sending us into this game. So I had a stinker. I had a stinker. Oh, um, that's going to wrap this. No, up. I love. I love what the last sentence. The last sentence brought it all together. That was magic. Did it? Well, beautiful. So that is going to wrap this episode up. Thanks well, for wait. sticking with us for this long. I'll throw a plug in there as well. If you're on the YouTube watching this and you're not subscribed and you, you sat through someone... this whole thing, <laughs> if you sat through this and you're not subscribed, what are you doing to that's, yourself? That's ridiculous. Make sure you subscribe because you've earned it, buddy. You've earned it. Um, chuck <laughs> us a like. Chuck us a comment through anything. Like If you have lasted this long, I want to hear your thoughts through everything from how you're feeling, what's going on. Drop it. Get over to the socials at Navy Blue Corner. I love you all. Thank you for uh, staying for us this long. You are the reason that we stay this passionate about this group. But that's going to finish this one off. We'll be there for the match build up later this week. See you guys next time.